Welcome. To Arcade Audio. I was born to make you happy. Just my style. Everywhere I go, telling everyone I know, baby, I love to see you smile. Don't want to take a trip to China. Don't want to sail up tonight. Wouldn't want to get too far from where you are. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host and my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I hurt everywhere. Okay, so what we do here <laughs> on the show is uh, we're married. Causes us both a lot of pain, him physical, me mental. And uh, we talk about it on this show. And we also talk about movies that we watch. Because we have a large movie collection. Yeah. Well, my, my brain's dead. I can't. I can't retort. I can't. I, just, I was going to I was gonna extrapolate, but then you just went into it. I mean, the, no dead air. Try to make it easier for you to edit. My body is dead air. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I went yeah, to that's chiropractor for the first time, and I couldn't even tell you. Probably at least three, four months today. Oi. Oh, man, and I know I'm going to feel great tomorrow, hopefully, but fuck do I feel bad right now. Because <laughs> he just, he's like, you need to warn me. He's like, you're going to feel it today. Yeah, no and pain, like, no gain. Oh, I can feel it in my feet. Like, I don't know why you waited so long to go. Because I'm a busy man. We, we do this podcast. We have yeah. a one-year-old. Yep. We work. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. So, you know. All those things are true. It's difficult. It's difficult to, to make the time. What if, I don't want to spend my free time on a table, having some man work on me. That sounds bad. Well, you know, there are worse ways to spend your free time. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it is December 4th, 2017. Smith so kind of went over what we did here, uh, or what we do here on the podcast. But this, uh, this Ford, this, what? This beginning portion. Maybe I should take over. I got this. This beginning portion. Uh, we normally spend talking about our lives as well as other goings on recently. So um, uh, next week we will have a movie recap because we're going to be able to go out on Wednesday and go see another movie Yay! together. But finally, um, from the comfort of our home, through our unscrupulous means, we even though we have the actual movie now, we just forgot where we were. We were finally able to finish watching a movie from the summer that. Um, We've wanted to see for a while. We finished War of the Planet of the Apes. We watched the first, like, 45 minutes, and then means became difficult, and then time became difficult because life is difficult because this week's episode is Parenthood, and we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but uh, we finally finished the final, like, hour and a half of yes. the movie. Yes, we did. Um, of this trilogy of which we've seen all three movies, and we'll get to one day on the podcast. Um, I fucking loved it. I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was moving. I thought it was so damn good. Um, one of the best movies, I mean, we've seen very little this year because of our, our situation. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I, I think wish it's, we had gotten the chance to see it in theaters. Yeah, I think it's one of the. I think it's going to be honest, like maybe like the most underrated like movie trilogy ever. Like this movie made like considerably less money than the other two, and that's a damn shame because I think it's the best one of the three. I, I agree with that, but I think it's just because of the way that it was. Yeah, and also came out like it, at a it, weird time. Like it came out against. Yeah. I forget what it like ran directly up against. I think it was like Dunkirk or something else. Like it just came out in like a bad summer in general when yes. everyone was down on sequels, and then this was like the one fucking sequel that it got great reviews. Everybody loved it. It just the review the 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 uh, advertising for it also just kind of like made it seem a little different, which is good because I feel like if more people saw it, less people would have liked it. If that makes sense, like it's not a like a mainstream blockbuster, but um. I fucking thought it was dope. And if, if you haven't seen these movies, if you still have, like, some kind of uh, bugaboo about them because of the first one of James fucking Franco or the Tim Burton one or it's fucking Talking Apes, screw you because the, all three of those movies are very good to great to fantastic. Yes, I, I completely agree. And I thank you for... for talking a lot just then because it, it allowed me to gather myself uh if you've listened to us talk about these movies at any other time on these podcasts you know these movies have a very emotional connection for me to my grandfather um and this movie took all of them like put all the other ones to shame in terms of the the beauty of them and how real they made these apes yeah. seem um Really, really, it was just crazy how 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 uh, how good it was and how much it made me think that oh my god, like my grandfather would have lost his shit seeing this movie and just the whole story and the the, the twist in it and everything. It was just very emotional, like, and I think it 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 brought it to a really really great conclusion. Yeah. Um, Hey, yo, Academy. I, I get you, your bugaboo <laughs> about motion capture and voiceover and all that kind of stuff. I'm cool with it. Give Andy fucking Circus a special fucking Oscar already. You did it for fucking Toy Story. You did it for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, you recognize these things you don't normally recognize. Recognize the man for doing groundbreaking work. Yes. Because he, what he does is unmatched. It seriously is. It is. So, yeah, this movie came out July 14th. So, weird, after the July 4th mm-hmm. weekend. And it came out, Spider-Man was out the week before. Mm, that's what it was. Spider-Man was its, its second weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was in its second weekend. But this came out against nothing else, really. But it was followed by Dunkirk. Yeah, it, it so should So it was, like, right in between. It was sandwiched between two bigger movies. And, and Girls Trip. Yeah, which, which yeah, was a we, surprise. Right. It, it should have waited until August or even of, like... Or gone like, before. Don't like, don't like September or October. Like, there's plenty. Yeah. Like, all the Fast movies come out in February or March now. Or, like, but, April. Like, like Yeah, there, but, There's other opportunities to do stuff. I wish we would have been able to see this in, in theaters, theaters. But I really yeah. can't wait for us to, to really dig into this on the podcast yeah. uh, when we there. do watch the trilogy. We'll get there one day. I thought, I was like, what construction is going on outside and it's fucking fireworks? Oh, thanks, Maureen. Yep. <laughs> was it last week's up? Yeah, it was last week's. Uh, my mother is gone. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, my mother's 
edit mullet. She's not listening. Cause she's, I have to des- describe to her for the nine jillionth time how she can watch this podcast. <laughs> On her computer. Um, Christmas tree's up. Uh, so we it's have not decorated, not decorated, but it's we're gonna, up. We're going to do this after the after we record, because um, we don't record the same night we watch the movie now, because um, that's life with a baby, uh, which segues us into today's movie. Um, Our special episode. Yeah, special episode. We have a lot of special episodes coming up. I think next week and the week after we should get back to. Wait, hold on. This is going to air on the. It's like the seventh uh-huh. yes we should have one or two weeks of regular programming well no i think we're gonna have one week and then we're gonna do two christmas episodes which we didn't decide what our christmas episodes are gonna be so we gotta figure that out uh, we will after the fact. Yeah. okay but um but yeah well special special season's almost done um we also have a special um thing to get to do you want to do it now before we start talking about the movie or do you want to save it for the end we can do it now do it now uh, so Get Sam- all the business out the yeah. way. So Samantha... Um, Samantha's had- a genius. Oh, that's not crazy. Samantha, Samantha had a very good idea the first in three years of this podcast. Excuse me. She's finally contributing. I was told that I don't contribute enough, and I, so... I didn't say that. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, I did say that. You totally <laughs> said that. So I said, oh, okay, you want me to contribute? Here, here's something you never thought of. You're a fuckface. Let's do this. So, what we're going to do is, starting this year, uh, we keep track of all the movies that we watch and their scores, their LVPs, their MVPs, everything. So, we're going to have our own little Oscars for all of the movies that we watch. We'll have to come up with a name for it. Our Married with Movies Award. Married with Movie Oggles. It's not as easy as the Swaggy (laughs) Awards. Well, because I was trying to think, because you have, like, yeah, the Swaggy Awards. If you listen awards. to Podswoggle every single year, we give out uh, awards for the year. So this is basically our Swaggies for Married with Movies. We can call them the Movie-Es or something. We're going to give out some wedding rings to people, okay? Wedding rings and divorce documents, like I'm going to hand to Christopher. If he keeps poo-pooing, poo-pooing on my uh, idea. No. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to do our own kind of Oscars for all the movies that we watched 2017. So, we have one, two, three, four more movies that will be added to our list. So, Mm -hmm. we just want to start getting it out there and making sure that... And you folks are going to, listening, are going to be the ones that get to decide who's going to win these. We're going to come up with the nominees of all the different categories... We're going to put on Arcade Audio and Twitter the uh, the voting for set awards, and you guys are going to determine who wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going to, yep, and you're going to determine who wins. You're going to help us make, make decisions. But I thought it would be a really cool way to uh, close out each every, year, each, each year of, of movies because it, it's really an achievement for us, especially in the last year since we had Jillian. Yeah. To actually watch movies and the fact that we've been pretty consistent and almost watching, you know, 50 plus movies in the mm-hmm. year, it, it, it's a real accomplishment and we're proud of ourselves. Yeah. So uh, we want to share that, that with you guys and kind of take a look back on the year. So thank you for listening. We hope that, that you guys really uh, like this idea. I cannot wait to 
hear what some people think. You know like, what we could what we could honestly do if we can only come up with one Christmas movie is make whatever podcast airs on like the twenty first, twenty second, our last twenty seventeen movie, and then that last week we could just do our nominations because we're, we're gonna go back and forth and nominate. We can and just then, like do that as a recap. People can listen to it, and then when the thing goes up, they can vote. So let's okay, do that. Let's do that. So we only have two more episodes in twenty seventeen, and then we'll have our. 2017 award nomination show, and then we'll have, and then we'll have an award show like the to start 2018. Yeah, like the like the first or like basically whenever the Oscars go up, or we'll do it a little earlier before things get muddled. Yeah, like I think the first couple weeks of January we'll have like yeah, whatever we got to watch over the holidays. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, cool. But yeah, be on the lookout for that. So in the next couple weeks. Um, if you have movies you know we've watched this year, you want to try and sl- you know just swing the judges. Um, have the uh, campaigns for mm-hmm. the movies that you really like, didn't like, actors you really do and do not like that you know we've uh, seen this year. Um, we've already had some constructive criticism about some controversial choices. Um, hit us up, let us know, and it could affect what we nominate uh, at right. the end of the year. And if you have any ideas for. Any categories that you'd like to see. Obviously, we're going to have the usual, you know, acting awards, movie awards, things like that. But if there's anything out of the box that you think of that you'd like us yes. to nominate things for, let us know mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Twitter, at Mary W. Movies, Gmail, Married with Movies, at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies as well. And, around that, audio. And, that, and for that podcast, we'll um, hopefully unveil our new picture that we were talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we will. Okay, Parenthood. For all of you to see as you watch this podcast, <laughs> Noreen. Um, Parenthood. So this is the second half of our thanks, what was going to be our thanks, Jilly, Jilly extravaganza. We did a Thanksgiving movie, and then we wanted to do a family, baby, parent movie, so we picked Parenthood. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it's been a little bit of a break for this thanks, Jilly, because thanks to Jilly... Things take a lot more time than they normally do. And also thanks to Jilly, I can tell she got a hold of this box. Because the plastic on it, she's got, she's, she like tore it with her teeth. Great. It's got like little little marks in it. Also could have been the way it was bought. Cause no, no, I'm pretty sure it was Jillian's. dinged up, but yeah. No, look, I'm pretty sure it was Jillian's teeth. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was too. <laughs> she likes to chew on things. All right. <clears throat> Perfect high def picture. Perfect high def sound. Director Ron Howard teams with Steve Martin and an all-star cast to create a hilarious, touching, and unforgettable portrait of life's most rewarding occupation in parenthood. Steve Martin stars as Gil Buckman, a funny and loving husband who's also trying too hard to be the perfect parent to his uniquely different kids. As Gil and the rest of the Buckmans discover, being the perfect parent often means just letting children be themselves. Rick Moranis, Keanu Reeves, Martha Plimpton, Jason Robards, Mary Steenbergen, and Diane Weist also star in this family affair you'll want to watch again and again. A little shaky on some of those names, but... Uh, I never claim to be the expert pronouncer, unlike you. Uh, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. What year did this movie come out? 2012? No, that's the Blu-ray. What year did this movie come out? 1988 or 89, one of the two. Okay. Yeah, so, Parenthood. It's uh, appropriate. Um, 
I'm just gonna jump right out and say it. Uh, this movie scared the shit out of me. I slept so poorly last night. Because <laughs> of this movie? Yes, absolutely. Like, it terrified me. Um, this yes, so... This movie is... It's so good. Pretty accurate it's and good. It's so good. Yeah, you've never it's seen this scary. before, have you? I've never seen this before. Uh, this was uh, a long-time NBC uh, dramedy as well. Very much uh, a lot of people who enjoy This Is Us, like we do, yeah. um, from before This Is Us, said that Parenthood was basically... Like this. Like, well, well, it was based off of this, and, uh, roughly, but it was also a precursor to This Is Us. It was basically this, the This Is Us of that like... NBC did not get behind. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a concept... That's, you know, it's very simple, just a big-ass family and all the arms of it. Ron Howard, uh, you know it's a Ron Howard movie, sure. Clint Howard, looking ugly as shit in the middle of it. Um, yeah, I've, I remember watching this movie as a kid a lot, because it was on television. Um, and of course, like, not, like, knowing it, and then just, like, getting older and having an appreciation for it. Yeah, it's really fucking good, and it's really, it's funny, and it's accurate, and that's what makes it so scary. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Let me, so let me ask, what what were the, like, give me the three scariest things to you. The whole Diane Wee storyline. Okay. Just Why like, would that scare you? That scares me because I think that that's what's going to happen to me if I end up in this single parent situation. Well, yeah, that's not going to happen. Why would that be the number one God thing that scares you? It scares me. Oh, you're saying, like, God forbid if something were to happen to me. And then negative. I'm in this, like, single parent thing and out of control. and. Well, because in the movie... And it's she's just, a she banker. Was... She works at the bank. <laughs> I and she gets part... promoted at the bank. And then she finds naked pictures of her daughter. Like, Yo. it was too much. It was Yo. too much. The scariest thing for you was if your daughter brought home Keanu Reeves? Yes, because I don't know how I would do in prison. <laughs> um, Not well. Well, no, I, I heard it as like, as if I was like leaving or something. But you're saying like, no, if no, you no. just got left alone in general, like, permanently. Like just, not necessarily that she was like by herself, but just like that whole like mother-daughter relationship, mother-son relationship, like... They don't respect her. They don't listen to her. She doesn't know anything about them. Gotcha. That kind of thing. Like, that. It, how, oh, what so she yours was is very different than mine. Um, what's one of yours? Uh, Steve Martin, period. Just <laughs> trying too hard. Just, being... yes. Just like, and, also, and then having the child that has a, that has a problem. And like, I. Not knowing I, how to deal with I, it. Well, not so much that, but like, my thing would be like, I would be like him in that I would almost fight it, like, like, fuck those people. Like, who's to say, you know, that's what it is. And then I would have the crashing realization as I'm digging through a fucking dumpster yeah. looking for a retainer that it's like, oh, yeah, shit. That'd be, that's my fear is, like, having yeah. a child with a problem and basically being um, stubborn and not accepting it. Because I think that's exactly how I would be. So, like, it, like, was, like, hit too close to home. Like, because you're like, oh, that's how I'd react. Yeah. And then also the yeah. snowball effect of him. Like, I very minorly have felt that in the past year, which is like, oh, she's having a bad day, and then this, and then that. And, like, it's yeah. over in the next day, you know? Right. But. It feels like the world is ending in that moment. Exactly. And all And you we have 17 do... years of a minimum to go. Right. And all you want to do is, like, anything to make that child happy, which is what you see him do. Yeah. But. 
at what cost yeah. in terms of his career, but then also he keeps giving and giving and giving at what cost. Right. Um, Very much related to that. Um, like, I see myself having that roller coaster moment at the end where, like, they're at a fucking play and something goes to shit and it's all just, like, too much and all of a sudden you're like, fuck it, this is hilarious. Yeah. You know, like, th- that kind of made me feel better, but then also at the same time I was like, I just don't even want to be in that situation to begin with. Right. But I'm sure I will be. So that, sure. that was my number one, yeah, but there's that, others. Yeah, that, that's pretty scary. There's plenty of others. That's pretty scary. What else? Um. You scared of? I mean, have, have, having to deal with more than just, just Jillian. <laughs> just more than one child. More than one. Uh... Well, that, that that eliminates my number two, so that's fine. Yeah, like I mean, basically, like have like raising kids and then having that late in life one, like ten years difference. Oh no, that them. fuck that! No, 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 no. Oh no, we know we're gonna. That's not gonna happen to us. Um, uh, maybe it will. No, no, because whenever we're done, we're taking care of one of us, and we're both of familiar. us. Both of us, yeah, just in case. Um, I was my second thing was if you're scared of that, my second thing was gonna be you poking a hole in your diaphragm, which is just a joke. That's how you know this movie's in the 80s, because men are like, diaphragm. condoms? Ha! Uh, you're wearing a diaphragm, woman. Um, the third thing was uh, having Jillian have that many friends. <laughs> I, just <don't, laughs> I just don't want her to, like, it sounds bad. Like, I didn't have that big-ass, dumb-ass party ever in my life. I always had, like, family parties and stuff. I don't want to have to fucking entertain, like, two dozen little twerps. All right, let me ask you a or, question. Or even... The fucking, when he comes home after quitting his job and there's like five kids in the house. Okay. It's like, go home! Okay. You don't live here! Okay, hang on a second now. Hang on now. Now, you're an asshole. Why? That's not fair to say that you wish Jillian doesn't have a lot of friends because that's no, not fair. Of course I want her to have friends. Yeah. Just, like, have like one or two. No, no, she's going to have as many friends as she wants to have and we will figure out what we're going to do and you just have to limit it. Like, at least you were able to have birthday parties. I never got to have a birthday party. My birthday's Christmas Eve. You know how many people? All my friends were Jewish. You know how many of them ha- always had plans on my birthday? All of them. They should have none. Oh, they're Jewish. No, I know. Um. Well, no. You should. They. They should have no plans whatsoever. But they did, and it was always hard to to figure out what to do over Christmas. I never had birthdays because my mother didn't like people in the house. Well, completely. Oh, God, different. I'm turning into my mother. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Go get me the arsenic. <laughs> um, I mean, there's plenty of other small ones, too. Uh, yeah, the naked pictures and, like, having a teenage daughter thing um, gives me butt shivers. <laughs> um, you were scared of having a, a, a adolescent boy finding out what his penis oh, is. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mentioned that. I said... In the movie, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do if I have a son and he needs to masturbate. Like, I don't know how I'm going to handle that. Really handle the thought of, like, you having to masturbate. Do you have to and want to are two different things. Doesn't it, like, build up? I have to come out? I don't know how penises work. From Obviously, that you must. We have a daughter. Um, <laughs> number one, every time you were, like, you went, like, I was like, burst? <laughs> are you going to say the word burst? No, no, no. Like, it's... It's, like, if you don't, then it's, you know, it's not good. No, I don't know. That's what, I mean, it, like, is it painful? Does no, it, like, it's not back painful. up? This, like, this I don't is, know. How does it? This is parenthood, not penishood. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of 
part of being a parent. You're going to have to talk to Jillian about getting her period. Like, it's the same thing. Yeah, but that's different. How, yeah, I know, but you're going to have to go get her tampons. It's fine. I've got new tampons. It's, that, that's fine. That's weird. It's not, it, it'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But your thing is more so like, how to handle it. It's just a natural thing. It's, you it's, know, it's, it's discovering what your body is. Okay, sure. Who you are. Sure. Yeah, when he's like 16. Yeah. Not living in my house. That kid, who 18. we'll get to later. Oh, because yeah. Because I d- didn't know who that kid was until much later on. Um, was a weirdo. He's <laughs> a little creeper. Um, so, that yeah, I understand that. But our kid's going to be normal. Ish. Um, was there anything that... Alright, so was there anything that rang... Like, especially true to you, or, or, and anything that rang, that rang kind of false to you? Um. I mean, I think that each family that was portrayed, like, so there, there were the three siblings. Um, uh, four, no, four, I'm sorry. Four, four siblings, four, four, yes. Four, four yeah. siblings. I forgot about Larry. Four siblings. <laughs> Everyone forgets about Larry. And each one of them had, you know, a different family dynamic, a different issue in their family and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I think that each one was really kind of, I thought, blown out of proportion a bit. Turned but, to 11. Yeah. yeah, turned to 11. That's what I wanted to say. Turned up to 11 but they balance each other out so well, and when you put them all together, it's like that is exactly what family's all about. Sure. Um, and then everybody having babies at the end, that was like, okay, well, well yeah, whatever. that was, yeah. and it's scanning across the room, it's like, oh, which baby was it? Oh, it was her, she married the biology teacher, Whoa. Whoa. That was like, Bleh. Yeah, no, but it's, yeah, I, it was very, I like the dynamic. It, it was a little hokey in some parts. Yeah, yeah but I like the dynamic overall, sure. and I like, how each thing and even like with the with the dad mm-hmm. and like th- how he related to like the sons and everything, um, I liked all of that kind of family dynamic, and I think that it really made a whole picture of what a family's like, not just like one bit that you see usually in. in a sure, movie. I wish I wish there was a little more. Like each story was kind of segregated unto itself. There wasn't a lot of family interspersing stories. Like, whoever was with, whoever, like, Mary Steenburgen and Rick Moranis' wife, because I don't remember that actress or her character whatsoever. Um, like, they had, like, a couple conversations and discussions. But, like, nobody else really, like, mingled. You know, like, the dad kind of talked to everybody. Mm. But, like, you know, you never got, like, Steve Martin with Diane Weist, really. You never got Rick Moranis with Jason Robards. Like, there were just things that I felt like, had you gone there, it probably would have been too... Uh, cluttered, but still would have been nice to see those different dynamics. So that kind of was a, a, a miss for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the chaos and the like the calamity after coming off of Thanksgiving and preparing for Christmas rang very authentic and true to me. Mm. Um, anything you really didn't like? Not that I can really think of. Um, 
Something I will say also that I wish there was more of to make the movie stand out, because I liked all these instances, was if it was a little bit more fantastical in some of the, uh, like, Steve Martin's, like, dream sequences almost, because the movie starts with him um, having, like, a vision of, like, himself as a child. The amalgamation. That's the word I'm looking for, because that's what they use in the movie. Of him as a child. Yeah. That was maybe the most horrifying part was the start. And, like, immediately we're both like, nope, never doing it. Not taking three kids to a baseball game. With oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking no. seat cushions and no. pennants and no. nope, no. not no. doing it. No, I, no, and I said it. I was like, oh, we're not doing that shit. And you said, what, go to a baseball game? Yeah, it'd be fun. I said, not buying all that shit for them. And you're like, no. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we're not going to buy anything. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you go, you sit down. Here's, you have a hot dog? Here's your food. But you don't need, oh, we want a baseball? We'll go to the store. They're a dollar. I'm not going to buy you a $10 baseball. Um, so there, baseball, there was that. I think baseballs are a little more than a dollar now. I don't know. I mean, they were 15 cents when the Sandlot took place. It's true. It's another um, movie for another podcast. I don't know. Uh, oh, and then also, like, when he was having the vision of, like, his son catching or not catching the, the Oh, the yeah, ball. yeah, and, like, how, when he grows shot up. Shot to Gainesville, Florida, the university. Woo, woo. Of Florida is where that, uh, a lot of this movie was shot. Especially Go those Gators! Um, a lot of the movie was also actually shot here in Orlando. Yep. Because um, it's a universal movie on the back lot and stuff. Yeah, so it was shot all up and down Central Florida. So I wish there was more elements of that just to make it a little bit more... It would, it would just been a little bit more fun if that, if that were the case. Just for me. It's just a nitpick. It would, it would have been a good break from the family fucking... Mm drama and agony that we were living through. Um, so I wish I would have seen more of that. In terms of any stuff I didn't like, uh, well, there's one main thing I could I could discuss, but we're not there yet. Uh, Let's do it. No, we're not there yet. Um, we're not to him. Um, really that bad? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Um, no, there wasn't anything... I wasn't the biggest fan of the Larry story because again, it just didn't ring like authentic to me. Like, do I? Do those things happen? Of course, but I don't like know. Like you said, like it was turned up to eleven. Like, there's always like that one. Yeah, again, like him thrown out a car. And who always like is the fuck asking up. for money? Yeah, the and fuck up. Running away and, and shirking responsibilities. Yeah. But I, I was I was almost disappointed. That that's the way it turned out. Not. It was also weird because, like, the opening sets up Jason Robard's character to not be, like, the best dad. And right. you pretty much just see him the whole time being nothing but a great dad. To that son. To that son, but then also, like... And I like, think that's the whole point. And that was the... And I think that's how it comes full circle. Because yeah. I think at towards the end, you know, he... The dad goes to Guilford Vice saying, you know, I know you always thought I was a bad father, but... I've been trying. Like, Larry's my youngest. He's always going to be my son. Mm -hmm. Like, you're always going to be my son. Like, your kids are always going to be your kids. So I think that it tried to come full circle, and he tried, you know, usually mess up your first. And I think that's also one of the lines that Mary Steinberger says. What's her name? Mary Steinberger. And I look forward to you messing that name up more and more throughout the podcast. Um, She says it, too. Like, when they were in, like, the principal's office, when they're talking about their son, oh, like... He was our first. Like, we were really tense with him. That might be why he's tense. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to explain away learning to be a parent. So, you know, he, 
he didn't know how to be a parent with Gil, but maybe he figured it out sure, after the sure, girls sure, sure. and stuff to Larry. So he's trying to be a better father, you know. So I think that 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 was intentional in a way. I gotcha. It just still, I, I don't know. Of all the other stories, it just was the least I was attached to. Um, so when those scenes kind of came up, which there wasn't many. Um, although I did like, you know, them taking on... His name was Cool, right? Cool. Cool? Like L-O Cool J. But without the L-L and, and without, the J. Man, why'd you have to go there? Um, I mean, that's... Why wouldn't you go there? No, I'm saying, like, why'd they have to go there? They mean, like, the only little black boy in the movie named Cool. Um, He's cool, man. <laughs> Cool. Um, cool. Boy, my name is Cool. It's a throwback. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, like, they took him in, and, and I didn't like that guy's chest hair. Ooh, Tom Holtz's? Yeah. It was just <laughs> it was always a, It there. was a sign of the times, in man. every scene. That was the guy, that I think, that played Amadeus in yeah. Amadeus. Yep. And uh, he was, like, never in anything else ever except those two movies. Because of his chest hair. <laughs> Just too much chest hair, man. Too much chest hair. You, you showed it all. Yeah. Uh, what else I was going to say? So, of all the children in the movie, which child would you have wanted to have? What a terrible question. None, I like Jillian. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't mean like in replacement. I mean like if we had to take one today. Oh, Whatever that little girl, whoever that little girl was. Which little girl? Rick Moranis' little girl? No, no, she was creepy as fuck. Oh, why is that little girl she creepy? Was creepy? Just because you've seen Problem Child 2? She was creepy. Let's go from Problem Child 2. She was so creepy. She wasn't creepy, she was sweet. No, she wasn't, she was because smart. she didn't smile. And she would just say things she shouldn't be saying, because she was, what, two years old? I think she was three. Okay, sure. She was baby genius. She knew the square root of... Is nine thousand eight hundred seventy? I don't even know. You can't even name an actual number successfully. No, because it, it, she was creepy. So you wanted you would the middle child? Yeah. Mm. She, yeah well, and I. Oh, just because she I, looks like a mirror image of you. Yeah, she looked like me, and she was dopey in the play, and I was dopey in a play when I was a little girl. In the play. Excuse me. Let's focus on the movie. <laughs> you can keep your comments to yourself. I would. I, no one wants to hear them. I'd probably take Cool, to be honest. <laughs> Cool's the only normal child. He didn't do anything. Exactly. That's why I want Cool. Or I would take the youngest, uh, the youngest boys, because he ran into things with his head. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm he gonna, attacked all the other kids. I'm gonna put him in a helmet. It's gonna be great. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Have we told that story on this podcast? I'm sure we I have. I think I did, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I we have. If I didn't, there was a child in Jillian's people. daycare that had a helmet on. I thought there was something mentally wrong with him. It just turns out he just, like, running into things, so that was to protect him. And every single time I saw him, I would see him running full speed into something. And I'm like, yes! And then he doesn't do it. I'm like, fuck! Never got to see him run into anything, ever. Did, did he get, like, pulled out of that school, or is he in the other class, or did, is he dead? Like, what happened? I don't know. And you know what happened to that child? I don't know. Um... What else before we get into MVP and LVP? We have a lot of performances to delve into. We have a lot of them, yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, so Keanu Reeves is the LVP. Let's talk about MVP. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't, I didn't think that you were going to talk about him. Who did you think I was referring to? Leaf Phoenix. 
No, all right, look. All right, number one. Man, his name is Leaf. He figured it out. Does Joaquin mean Leaf? I have no idea. That's maybe the dumbest question I've ever asked. I'm sure, I'm no longer... Hey, hey, Married with Movies Universe, please let us know. Does Joaquin mean Leaf? I'll just look it up. Like, I know, Joaquin is like Spanish for something, I'm pretty sure. It's, I think it's also got some Native American roots. Or something, Joaquin, uh, it's a Spanish player. (laughs) Joaquin in English, it means lifted from Yahweh. Okay, so that ain't it. So yeah, he's just trying to be. Yeah, lifted from God. Like, it's not. Um, but also remember, like, River. Like, his brother was oh, River Phoenix. Oh, River Phoenix, yeah. He was yeah. Lee Phoenix, you know? Like, yeah. they're a weird fucking family. Yeah, needless to say. Uh, I wouldn't say he's the LVP. He's not yeah. far River, off. River, Rain, and Liberty. Uh, are his siblings like what's their kid name fucking mosh and creek um actually no he um, was like a little husky like i didn't know it until afterwards i saw like his Lee face Fee- was exactly the same see it wasn't to me i don't know why well it, this is but you have to think of joaquin phoenix before all of the drugs was, and alcohol when he also had that stupid like prince valiant haircut and before the drugs and alcohol and he was really husky. also that one just from the one scene of him calling his dad on the phone alone like he's not the LVP because oh, yeah. everything that else was really that moving. one scene where he tries to call his dad to like go live with him and like, just like the emotion and like the heartbreak like and the sad thing is that happens and of course oh, it does yeah like it's gonna make me cry yeah th- from that one scene alone he's not the LVP from every other scene alone that Keanu Reeves was in he's the LVP and look I'm a Keanu apologist I think that Keanu is great I think that he gets a bum rap. I think that he is a seminal actor of our times. The Matrix and Speed and Bill and Ted um, are the not... The replacements? Let's not go crazy. Are, are not the same without him. He but, is... So but he's the same person so in each one of this. them. He's so bad. And again, I, it's perfect because it's perfect for that character. But he, he has... He played himself. He has, like, three or four moments where it's like, oh, dude, don't talk. <laughs> he just... He has, like, the worst, like, speech pattern and, like, delivery. He's not bad in the scene with Diane Weist because she's carrying him the whole time where he's explaining, you know... Yeah. ...why he's masturbating. But, like, everything else, he's just so unbelievable. And I think this is his first movie, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or definitely it was at least one of his first. And if that's the case, here's my question. Who watches this and goes, I want that guy? Well. It had to have been either right before or right after the first Bill and Ted. So he was in a lot of stuff before this movie. Fuck off. One Step Away, Young Blood. Flying, Act of Vengeance, River's Edge, Permanent Record, The Prince of Pennsylvania, The Night Before, Dangerous Liaisons, Life Underwater, then Bill and Ted, then Parenthood. Jesus. And then I Love You to Death, Tune in Tomorrow, and then Point Break. So he, the one thing I will say about Keanu Reeves is he could do things like Bill and Ted, where he's a fucking moron, Mm -hmm. and then do things like Point Break, Speed, like those action, uh, you know, the major like actiony movies where 
He's like we not like you know like he I just does both, have versatility. Haven't seen either John Wick. Everyone says they're great. We bought him. We'll watch him eventually. But like in this, it's just so. He's like. You get full Keanu. In this. Full Keanu. And you never go full Keanu. You never go full Keanu. You never go full Keanu. What was, there's one, fuck, this is why I hate, what, like, not recording immediately after the movie now. You can. Because there was, like, there was one or two things that, like, I openly guffawed at how he said them. Because, like, uh, his first scene, like, he's found underneath the bed, and, like, him and Martha Plimpton, like, fool around and, like, do whatever... Which is really weird. Barfing. <laughs> barfing yeah. about it the whole time. And like he's like, let me tape you. And then, or, or whatever. What? What did he say? Uh, <laughs> let, no, it was like, uh, hey. let's, let's, let's film our love. Let's, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> let's film our love. That's a pretty good piano. Thanks. Why do you have to close your eyes and swish your hair like that? Because that's Keanu. <laughs> it's a little too wispy, but I'm going to lose it any second. There we go. Ah! <laughs> oh, I can't mess with uncomfortable hazel going. Hey, you got me on your tits, <laughs> on your shirt. She's wearing a shirt. Beetlejuice uh, offended. I'm apologizing to you. <laughs> me or the audience? Everybody. <laughs> Okay, you sound like you got a, a bug in your throat. I, yeah, yep, hold on. I got it. Nope, this is how this all started way back in the day. This is worms. Nope. Bug in my throat because I eat them. I'm Beetlejuice. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. Did you miss me? Oh, fuck it. <laughs> Damn it, I should have brought Beetlejuice in. I would have had Keanu forever. No, Scott Arell, with all his faults. I almost just ended there. <laughs> not even giving the pitch. Scott Arell does the best Keanu I've ever seen. Um, uh, yeah. And there's many to be said. There's many things to be said about that. Sure is. Uh, do you have any other candidate for LVP? Look, I got other candidates, but like it's obviously Keanu Reeves. Well, no, I've got some other people we could talk about here. Let's. See. I mean, I have like a couple that are so small, like that shithead first baseman on the baseball team. Oh, he wasn't at. Who was that kid? Matt. Matt. Well, Matt. To be fair, he was Clint Howard's fake son. You have to be a certain. Clint Howard looks exactly the same. Clint Howard <laughs> looks like. It looks like he died seven times. Clint Howard looks like one of those creepy dolls that you can buy at the toy store at the Florida Mall. That's incredibly realistic and lifelike, but it got put in a magnifying machine. Like this. Yes, yeah, Clint Howard. <laughs> Fuck you for hanging on to this just to show me. I, I just keep it. I'm going to just whip it out at certain yeah. times here. Clint Howard looks... Look, look at look at like the ribs. I got this, I know. Clint Howard looks like a, uh, an adult Jack-Jack from The Incredibles. <laughs> is what Clint Howard looks like. That's true. Clint Howard is difficult to look at. Um, have uh, You probably don't know this. So back in the old MTV Movie Award days, they used to give out like a Lifetime Achievement Award. And... They always did it, like, kind of tongue-in-cheek. They gave one to Chewbacca, uh, Richard Roundtree, who was Shaft. They gave one to, I forget, like, a bunch, like, uh, Jason Voorhees, etc. Like, it was never, like, fucking serious. And one year, I think it was, like, the last year, it was the last year they ever did it. Like, they're showing the video ahead of time, and they're interviewing, like, Woody Harrelson, like, like four or five, like, pretty big stars. And, like, Clint, man, like, Clint's the best. And it seems like they're talking about Clint Eastwood, but they're talking about Clint Howard. <laughs> 
And they bring Clint Howard on stage and give him, like, a Lifetime Achievement Award. Because he's been, like, a bit player in how many fucking yeah. movies? And, like, he took it, like, so to heart. Like, he thought it was a legitimate Lifetime Achievement Award. And he, was like, was so, like, honored by it. They're like, fuck, this ain't funny anymore. We gotta stop this award. He took it as legit. That's really sad. Clint Howard took getting a golden bucket of popcorn as his crowning achievement in life. But, you know, sometimes, like, the hardest workers are the most... Oh, he's been, I mean, he works so hard. He answers the phone when his brother calls him and says, Hey, I need somebody to be a creepy fucking dad at a baseball game. Are you busy, Clint? And Clint's like, no, be right there. And then he waddles his way in. I have no sympathy for Clint Howard. Uh, Who were the LVPs you were discussing? For one of my Clint Howard rant. I mean, let's talk about children actors for a second. No, there's not a child act. Okay, look, I, the Kevin kid was terrible, but he had to play a nine-year-old with emotional problems. Look, I had emotional problems when I was nine. I'm when you were 30 nine, and I have emotional problems. Yes, mm-hmm. thanks so much. You're an asshole. That whole time, I thought that kid was somebody I was supposed to know, and not River Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> that kid looks fucking. Like that kid looks fucking familiar. He was in uh, Hook. He what? He was one That's, of the I'm lost so boys. good at this, and I forgot it. He was Damn in the Lost Boys. He was he a was kid one from of the, Hook. One of the he's lost pretty boys. bad in Hook too. Yeah, and then he hasn't ever done anything else in his because life. He's terrible. Yes, he's exactly. not. Keanu Reeves has I mean, to be I the think, LVP I of this think movie. A lot of that kid's thing was it was the character. It was yes. he had to get crying and and freak out and all this. Um, Again, like I felt his sorrow at the. Uh, five Nights at Freddy fucking Chuck E. Cheese that they were at. It's in Altamont Springs. Is it still to this day? It's now a Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Um, like, I felt that there. I felt his sorrow when, like, the cowboy wasn't going to show up. Um, which, by the way, I, I'm calling it sometime before. No. Uh, no. What? You're not doing that. No, I was saying a prostitute's going to actually come to our party instead. That's exactly the kind of thing that would happen to me that would make you look at me like, just like Mary uh, Steinbergen, um, as you would call her, looked at Steve Martin that whole time. And it's like, oh, it's an honest mix-up. An honest mix-up. Don't think yep. the worst of me. Mm-hmm. And then, what was it, Cowboy Troy? Or no, not Cowboy Troy. Cowboy, Cowboy Dan. Tro- Cowboy, Dan. Cowboy, Cowboy Troy's unwrapping Cowboy. <laughs> Cowboy Dan uh, got beat, up, like, beat to death, basically. But I'm, you know, I'm totally gonna be that dad that like does that. It's like I got this. Yeah, and then then we'll be divorced. Why? This because we're gonna have prostitutes running around. No, I'm talking about step. I'm not gonna step in for the prostitute. I'm talking about stepping in for Cowboy Dan. Okay. Um, that'd be sweet. Like Jillian's like so sad, and the birthday's and I saved that he saves the birthday party. He almost killed himself in the process, but he saves the birthday party. Um. Oh, so you know the other reason why I like that girl so much? Hmm. The the Taylor, hmm. the middle child. Hmm. She's a girl from Curly Sue. Oh, she did look familiar. Okay. And she won The Voice, season 10. She won The Voice? She auditioned for The Voice and won it in 2016. Oh, a show that's created nobody. Except they Blake, didn't need to create her. Except Blake Shelton. They didn't need to create her because... Oh, because I hear her hits she, all the time. She was already a star. 
Okay. Keanu Reeves is the LVP, correct? I can write him down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, always, uh, congratulations, Keanu. You are joining Jennifer Connelly and uh, Elijah Wood and David Spade as our fourth two-time LVP uh, winner. What was his first one? Uh, a long time ago. Dang. Um, that was a very long time ago. Gotta find it here. Oh, Point Break. <laughs> we were just talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I am an FBI agent, man. Um, Your Keanu is pretty good. I think it's probably the best one that you, that you have. When someone compliments your Keanu, a little bit of you dies inside. Uh, so he's our LVP. Uh, let's talk about who the MVP is not. Uh, it's not Tom Hulse. He's fine. You know, it's not Tom Hulse. Uh, it's not Martha Plimpton. Definitely not Martha Plimpton. I think she's fine. I'm, I'm not a Martha. I'm, she's I'm, on a, the lower end. Sure. Um, she has a certain, like, angst about her that can get a little... She's, she's basically the 1980s Julia Stiles. In every way okay. imaginable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I think that that's very good. Yeah. Uh, it's not Rick Moranis. Here's the sad thing about what, doing married movies for as long as we did. Finding out Rick Moranis might be a bit overrated. A little bit. A little bit overrated, that Rick bit. Moranis. Don't he, put this paper over the microphone. Sorry. He, he was always better as a supporting character, which he is in this. But still, sometimes he just... He also has a habit of being this... Typecast is the same. Of course he does. Of course he does. Every single. Yeah, thing. I mean he's he looks like a fucking brainy nerd, so they make him a brainy nerd. He doesn't have to look like a brainy. And this at least like he's confident and like he's kind of he's probably like not the meanest he's ever been, but he's the closest to being a villain. No, not a villain. Like just like a jerk, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't have to look like that. No. That's part of the typecasting too. Yeah, I know. Uh, no- hair and makeup. I know. Eyeglasses, like, you could change all those yeah. things. Uh, not his wife, who I still don't know who she is. Her name is... I'm sure I've seen her in something else before. Harley Kozak. Cool. Sure. She was in When Harry Met Sally. Okay. Still, doesn't... Uh, doesn't do anything for me. Not a whole lot of other things that I've ever heard of. Um, ever, it's ever. not Mary Steenburgen, although Mary Steenburgen is very good. She's reliable. She's dependent. Who? Mary Steenburger. You're basically doing the coach from Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Run amaka. Um, for me, it boils down really to three people. I don't know if I've dis- I discussed all of them. I-, I have my main candidate. Uh... Steve Martin, Diane Weiss, and Jason Robards. I would also throw in there Helen Shaw. She's not. She she does she the most does. of the reps. Grandma is the funniest part of the movie. Man, Grandma just lights up the room. Grandma's I mean, she pretty was great. great with the helium balloon. Yep. I mean, and then her story at the end. She, you know, mm-hmm. I, I liked back every in. scene that she was. So did in. I. She, her reacting oh. to vibrators and pornos. I mean, it was great. The lady um, had a fun time. I bet. I. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> somebody that I actually want to mention on the LVP side, mm-hmm. I did not enjoy uh, the wife. The mom. 
Oh, well, yeah. She just didn't, like, they purposely didn't give her much. Well, and I think that that was on purpose. Yeah, I didn't like her either. That's a good call. uh, Marilyn. Eileen Ryan. I didn't like her, and I think that it was on purpose, too, to show the relationship between the two of them and and all of that, but... But But still, she didn't... She didn't add anything. She looked like a sad sack of shit. Yep, yep. She just (laughs) was miserable. I was trying to, like, like, relate, like, orally... How I describe her, and you know that she's just a sad sack of shit yeah. the whole time. And so, like, I wanted to mention her on that. LVG yeah, good call. Good call. Side, side of that. Still can't read, but good call. Um, so I would go between one of those three. Um, now Diane Weiss actually was nominated for an Academy Award for this movie. I mean, she was really good. She is really good. Um, she also, I feel like, I think she's won two Academy Awards. Actually, I think she's one of the rare ones that has multiple. She has won two Oscars. Yeah. And Jason Robards has one as well. Not for this, of course. No, no, nobody for this. My MVP would be Steve Martin. I mean, I think Diane Weiss does a really, really good job. I think Diane Weiss does a really great job, but Steve Martin, I think, is the glue that holds the whole movie together. He's the main character, so that's not a stretch. But he is able to do his goofy Steve Martin... He's able to emote magnificently. Mm. Um, he is able to. I'm just thinking of like the couple scenes he has just with Mary Steenburgen and their back and forth, and like so relatable. Like just their their relationship arguments are so. The thing the We've thing had that one several of those. Oh hell yeah! Um, the thing that really like cinched it for me was that like that scene at the end, the roller coaster scene, where like he just like has like, like all these facial expressions, and then just this release. Of emotion, he has another scene later on, uh, earlier on, where at one point he just like looks at her, and like it's like I love you, like you know, and just kind of lets it go. It's a Steve Martin. You don't you you get the best of Steve Martin in every shape of the magic. He makes you laugh out loud. He makes you emote. Um, I think he's great. Robards is very good. He's one of the he also did Oscar. win two Oscars. Robard mm. won for. Uh, best actor in supporting role, All the President's Men. Oh, that's right. And best actor in supporting role for Julia. That's right. I forgot All the President's Men, Jason Robards. Yeah. Um, and uh, Weiss, Weiss would be my number two. She's right there. She, she has like some great like yelling freakouts, and she's able to encompass things. I, I love the scene where she's like finishing the date, um, and she's like drinking alcohol and like you know handling like the whole situation with. Right. Like she, I was at Woodstock, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I liked her reactions to things, yeah. and and then I, I just like you know when she like took charge and was like, this is marriage, like you have to get, mm-hmm. get on there, like, I don't, and and just like her explanation, I know that's the character, but the way that she delivered her lines and delivered, like, well, that's what she that's what delivery. she wants. I love, I love when she's like reviewing the photo. She's like, oh, I think this one's my favorite. I think we're gonna get this one blown up. Yeah, yeah. Like she does. I think that she, I think she did the best, no, I think her character was the best, and I think she was able to successfully portray it. I think that Steve Martin did the best overall performance in the movie. Okay, we can, we can go with that. Okay, I, I mean, I would go very, very closely 1B being Diane Weiss, but Steve Martin... Without Steve Martin, like it wouldn't repla- be this movie. Replace him with a few other like comedians at the time, and nobody's brand I think would bring as much to the movie as Steve Martin does. 
Okay, you're right. Uh, I believe that also is going to make two times for Steve Martin, because he got MVP for one of the two Father of the Brides, if I'm not mistaken. Let me check my list here. We just talked about it recently. Yep, Steve Martin, two-time MVP. Joins an illustrious list that includes Robin Williams, Sigourney Weaver, Emma Stone, Al Pacino, Bill Murray, Samuel Jackson, John Leguizamo, Michael Keaton, Kevin Hart, Dustin Hoffman, Tom Hanks, George Clooney, Tim Curry, and John Candy. One of these things is not like the other. John One Leguizamo. Of these is John Leguizamo. Remember, he won those for uh, Super Mario Brothers and The Happening. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. One of these things. Is John Yep, you darn right. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, what else on Parenthood? I mean, <laughs> what else on Parenthood is the question that will cause we have me time? to throw up later on this evening. We have enough time for this? No, I mean, look, I think, I mean, this movie was made in what, 1989? Mm-hmm. How old does that make this movie? Uh, 28 years. Damn. It's still relatable. They get hit the nail on the head in terms of. This is what parents do, and this mm-hmm. is what parents feel, and, and it's really hard. Now, I think if we watched this movie two years ago, or three years ago when we started this podcast, very, very different reaction, 100% and, and, and yeah, a lot of our listeners, some of them are parents, some of them aren't parents, so for this movie, it's not going to resonate with them as no. much. But I think it's still a really well done movie, mm-hmm. regardless but, of whether or not you're yeah. a parent. And watch I, this movie and then realize don't. <laughs> or watch it and realize that it's worth it. I read something that um, Helen Mirren has never regretted having children mm-hmm. until she watched this movie. Yeah. And for 20 minutes, she sobbed at the loss of, of this chaotic beauty that, that ends up being your life as a parent and mm-hmm. as a grandparent this cycle that doesn't end, and that really stuck with me, you know? Helen Mirren, I'm sure we'll get to it. She's on your list. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it. She's, she's a wonderful actress. She's a wonderful person. She's got an MVP on this show. Yeah. We've got her. It's for teaching Mrs. Tingle, but it's an MVP. <laughs> Still. Yeah. I mean, she she's done some incredible things, and, you know, for for a movie like this to bring someone like that to sob... You know, because it it made them question a decision that they stood firm in. I mean that that's how you know it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's it's just really well done, and I think it does. I I think that uh, everyone should should see it, whether or not you're a parent. And shout out to Ron Howard. Like I don't think that we've done tackled a lot of Ron Howard movies so far, but he directed this. I think it was maybe his first, or one of his first major, or first I mean, it was definitely before, before a couple of the really big big ones. Um, um, but yeah, he's yeah. he's a skilled storyteller and he, filmmaker. He always has been. Yeah, um, so shout out to, uh, to I, him. I, I like everything he does on the other side of, of the camera, when he's not in front of it. He's behind it. I think. What if you know of him in front of the camera? Except happy like, days. Happy days and his two cameos on This Is Us. <sighs> look, just because the man isn't a good Richie Cunningham or himself, I mean, look, doesn't mean anything. No, it definitely wasn't his first. I mean, he did some shorts. But I think this is his stuff. first like major motion no, picture. No, he did Splash. Oh, Splash did come before this. You're right. Before then, Cocoon. Oh shit! So Willow, this was after Willow, which is one of my favorite movies. 
which was a really big flop. Then Parenthood. But then this led to... Everything else. Everything else. Yeah. So. Cool. Alrighty. Well, let's score Parenthood. Um, I will go first. Uh, yeah, I think it's... Everything you just said, I, I would 100% agree with. It is laugh out loud funny. It is... Uh, Emotional. It is emotional. It is accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Wow. I was going to give it a, a nine and a half. Nine and a half. So you're going nine. that close. Why? You liked it that much. I really, really enjoyed Good. it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it stood the test of time. I mean, the movie's almost as old as we are and, and it's still just as relatable. Us yeah. now watching it becoming parents, you know? Sure. Uh, I'm glad, I'm glad you, it's resonated with yeah. you and you enjoyed it. I was a little hesitant about... Picking it, not be, uh, because, like, I knew all there wasn't, like, a baby involved. Like, I knew it was all, like, kids that are older, but it's kind of like uh, a preview is the what we have to look forward to. I know that we complain a lot on Bring this on. show. I know we do, but this last year has been one of the hardest years of my entire life. One of? Me? What was more difficult? Uh, Man, when I was seven, let me tell you, it was tough. I... I've had some trials and tribulations in my day. Sure. But, um, it, yeah, it was arguably the hardest year of my life, but I wouldn't change it for anything. It's so worth it. Yep. And, uh, we don't really talk about all of, like, the cute little things that Jillian does on the show because we don't want to bore people, but we are very happy and we are very proud parents. And, uh, a she lot of times. amazing <laughs> right now. She's starting to say poop. I taught her how to say poo poo. She farted today and she said poo poo. I said no, it's only when you go poo poo you say it. But she's she's learning. That right there, if you, if you can't experience that in your life, you're not fucking living. Until you can teach your child the difference between farting and pooping. If there's anyone who can do it, it's me. With support from me, and all of her, and all of her uncles. Um. <laughs> Cool. Well, we will get back to All regularly right. scheduled things next week, and then we'll take a break uh, to go right back into um, special things. Do you want to watch... Man, what a question. Do you want to watch East of Eden or Who's Your Caddy for next week? We really need to get East of Eden out of the Let's way. Let's do it. It's log jamming our box, Let's which has it. been added like 50 things since we've last Because there's, there's been a Black Friday. Exactly. Um, hey, we're not watching Who's Your Caddy. Um... Black Friday was a joke. Oh. Um, wasn't a funny one. Nope. <laughs> uh, Please th- be sure to check us out on... Please keep listening to the show. I swear, most of the jokes aren't that. Uh, yeah, marriedmovies.gmail.com <laughs> is the email. We hit up all the social media earlier on the show. Let us know what you want uh, to consider for nominees for movies. We watched on the podcast for 2017. Go back and listen to all those shows. They're available on arcadeaudio.net. Um, along with all the other podcasts, also on Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Leave us a review, five stars, subscribe so you get your podcast automatically pretty much every single Thursday. Um, sometimes later on Thursday, depends on what time I get everything finished. Um, and patreon.com slash arcade audio for bonus content. Final thoughts? East of Eden next week. And review, a mini review of the movie we're watching on Wednesday. If, uh, if you're a fan of us and you're a fan of um, the reals and, like, the kind of things that Steve and I talk about, you're going to like n- uh, our movie that we're watching uh, in theaters, the recap next week. Just, just, we're watching Justice League. I don't know why I'm <laughs> cryptic about it. 
I'm I'm gonna I'm going to. I just refuse to not go see a Batman movie in theaters. Like I'm sorry. Like I have to do it. And everyone we, says we don't, but we have to. We have. To. Also, there's no reason to go see Coco now because there's no bullshit 21 minute Frozen intro at the beginning of it. So, I missed I'm that. Glad that you said. I'm glad that you said that. That's nice. Really nice. Thank you. And also, we're going to see Justice League because if it. We know we're going to buy Coco, regardless, whether or not we see it. <laughs> I forgot that was the caveat. Yeah, that, 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 that's That why. was your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, we're going to buy Coco, whether or not we see it in theaters. But we're probably not going to buy Justice League. Yep. So, let's go see Justice League. Yep. And we so, will. Yeah. And we'll see East of Eden for next week. To the back cave. <laughs> I said it like that. That's so funny that you said it like that because I just got this picture of uh, this ugly Christmas sweater. I like that. that I Allie want that. Sweeney, uh, That's has pretty cool. I like that. With Batman on it. Oh yeah, we'll also have a recap next week of our um, ugly Christmas sweater uh, murder mystery party that we're going to. Yep. Look, I'm not very good at improv and and stuff, so I don't particularly I know, like all these things. You. Yeah, that's why. Mm. Gotta make sure that you're. Gotta always make sure I'm funnier and better than. Yeah, that was the criteria. Yep. Yeah, I know. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Slash the movie. Let's record our love. See, love. you try too Sandworms. hard. Sandworms. Sandworms. You try too hard. Sandworms? I think that that's your problem. Whoa. Sandworms. Cans. Cans! Cans! They were full of cans! Yeah? Well, I'm tall. Why do you have to, like, whisper when you do it? Because that's what he does. He doesn't. He speaks at normal volume. So that's what he does. Now I just sound... <laughs> now I just sound sassy! <laughs> I, I, this podcast I like, is way too long. I sound like John Hamm doing his, like, Charles Nelson Riley. Well, buckle up, soldier! <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.